Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Arlington, Virginia today with my friend Kathy Forrest of thetriptakesus.net. Kathy's a translator for an international organization, which does her well in the melting pot of D.C. and on all of her international travels. We'll visit many of the national monuments in Arlington, such as the 9-11 Pentagon Memorial, the Eternal Flame at JFK's gravesite, and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Then Kathy shares where to get the best view of Washington, D.C. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Arlington. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and to select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to be talking about your your new hometown of Arlington, Virginia. Uh, how did you end up moving there? Actually, it's been my hometown for quite some time. I came to the Washington, D.C. area to go to grad school, um, fresh out of college. And I don't want to say how many years ago that was, but it's been a while. <laughs> Obviously, like you said, you've been there for a little while. What are some of the reasons why you stayed there? So I've been living in Arlington, Virginia for quite some time, and what I love about it is that we're right outside of Washington, D.C., so we have all of the advantages of big city living, but we also have small neighborhoods with old growth trees, small communities, and whatnot, so we are living kind of the best of both worlds here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of like where I moved to Nashville. I'm in the, one of the suburbs, so it's like I have the big city of Nashville whenever I want it, but on my daily life, I don't have to worry about the hustle and bustle or the traffic of the, of the big city. I just have my normal life out, outside of town. Exactly. Okay, so if people are coming to Arlington, what's the best way to get there? I would say that the easiest way if they're traveling a long distance is to fly. And we have an airport right in Arlington, Virginia. There are three airports that serve the Washington, D.C. area, but Reagan National Airport is in Arlington and it's connected to our metro system. And so it really is a no brainer if you want to fly into to this area. It's by far the closest, but we're also served the region is served by Amtrak. There's the bus system. There's something called the Virginia Railway Express if you're coming from uh, the Virginia area. So there's a, any number of ways that you can get here and obviously driving. Nice. And so actually one of the really cool things about where you live is you can literally walk to the airport, right? Well, I've, I've walked it. It takes about 20 minutes to walk. But if I call a lift, my personal record is I have been able to get from my front door to the airport through security and to my gate in 14 minutes. So for me as a traveler, <laughs> I love it. You can't, you, I don't think that really you can beat that anywhere. Wow. You have, uh, you have my record beat. My wife, she actually was from our town to parking through security to the lounge was like 45 minutes. So I thought that was really good. That, that is pretty good. <laughs> but 14. Wow. That 14, is amazing. Yes. <laughs> cool. So when people get to Arlington, you know, how do they get around? Is, is it best to rent a car? Do they take public transportation? What's the best way? I would say definitely do not rent a car. You don't need it. And it's really just going to be more trouble than it's worth. Like I said, we're a suburb of Washington, D.C. And if you picture D.C. in the shape of a diamond, 
that bottom left-hand quarter of the diamond gets cut off by the Potomac River. That land area is Arlington. So we're so close in that we really, were it not for the river, our land would basically be part of Washington, D.C. So we're right up against this major city. We've got the public transportation. We've got all sorts of other options. We have all the rideshare services. There's Lyft, there's Uber. There's another one that is available in only some cities, including here, called VIA. We have a bike share system called Capital Bike Share. Those infamous scooters you see popping up all around the country in different cities, we have those too. Um, <laughs> that are littering the littering the, uh, the sidewalk? Yeah, they're not popular <laughs> with everybody, but you know, I'm just putting it out there. They're here. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the metro system. We're connected to the D.C. metro system. Parking in Arlington is not going to be a problem, but it, usually if you're visiting Arlington, you're going to have it be in conjunction with a visit to Washington, and you just don't need a car for that. Okay. So when people are are thinking of coming to Arlington, is there a certain time of the year that's better than others? Yeah, I think we're the kind of city that has four distinct seasons, but spring is really hard to beat in Arlington. That's the time of the year that you have the cherry blossoms coming out. The weather is gorgeous. Everything is in bloom uh, in the parks. The weather, it's very mild still because in in this area, the DC area in general, summers can get very hot and sticky. So spring really is unbeatable. Fall is also very popular. Um, We have the Marine Corps Marathon here that starts and ends here in Arlington in the fall, as well as the Army 10 Miler. So that brings a lot of people from out of town to this area. Summer, as I mentioned, is quite hot, but, you know, many people travel to this area for the 4th of July and to see the amazing fireworks that we have here. A lot of the very best viewing spots for the fireworks on the National Mall are in Arlington. So we get a lot of visitors for that as well. I would say winter is probably the quiet time. Okay. Yeah. Plus I think, I think in the winter, then that's when all the politicians go home. So actually it might be a little less crowded when you come and visit during the winter, right? Yeah. I mean, certainly if you're looking uh, to do it on more of a budget and want lower hotel rates or Airbnb rates, winters is going to be a good time for that. All right. And then also like I mentioned in, in spring is one of the best times that's the start of baseball season. And you have a, a baseball team there as well, right? In DC, we have the Washington nationals here in Arlington. We don't have any teams, although we were a contender for that national stadium, but ultimately they put it elsewhere. There was something I wanted to mention about the spring. What was it? Oh, for Memorial Day, there's a, uh, the Rolling Thunder is a motorcycle rally that happens every year over the holiday weekend, and it is to support prisoners of war and those missing in action. And it has been going on now for a couple of decades, and it grew from a very small event to now oh, about 900,000 participants and spectators. And this wow. year, 2019, is actually going to be the last year that they are doing it. So if you're rolling part of that, now is your time to come. Oh, that's a shame that they're stopping it. Yeah, I'm not sure what the reason is for that. Especially since it's for such a wonderful cause. I mean, you know, obviously our our soldiers go off and and battle and uh, defend our country. And it's a shame when when some of them are are left behind and and, uh, are captured or injured that we can't find them. So that's a wonderful cause. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe they're going to do it someplace else or hopefully they can resurrect it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I'm, I'm, would actually be surprised to see it truly end. So it's a very popular event. So we'll see what the future holds for Rolling Thunder. Sure, sure. And so when people are in town and they're looking for things to do, obviously, like we talked about, D.C. is nearby. So there's all the fun things to do in D.C. But Arlington also has its share of great attractions as well, right? 
It really does. We have uh, a lot of the big heavy hitter attractions in this area are in Arlington. So many people have probably heard of Arlington National Cemetery. That is a wonderful place to visit. There's the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier there. You can go and watch the Changing of the Guard ceremony. Uh, that's also where the Eternal Flame for John F. Kennedy is. Um, there's also a memorial in Arlington National Cemetery for women in the military. Right next to that, just north of the cemetery, you have the U.S. Marine Corps Memorial, and people will recognize that. They might not know the name, but if they see a picture of it, they'll certainly recognize it because it's an enormous statue that is based on that famous photo from Iwo Jima of the Marines lifting the American flag. We also are home to the Pentagon. For any international listeners, that's the U.S. Department of Defense. It's here in Arlington, Virginia. You can take tours of it. You do have to book about at least 14 days in advance, but no more than 90 days in advance because they have to run a, a security check on you. And the Pentagon is almost a city in and of itself. There's absolutely everything inside and there are miles and miles of corridor, but it's a very interesting tour. And even if you are not able to get into a Pentagon tour, you can visit the Pentagon 9-11 Memorial that is just outside the building. And that is just a really powerful experience. They've posted a, a phone number where you can basically call into a free audio tour, and it explains sort of the symbolism behind the memorial itself, as well as discusses what happened at the Pentagon on 9-11. And so that is a really worthwhile activity to do. And the Pentagon is on the metro system. So you could take the metro to Pentagon, hop out and just walk over to the memorial. And it's definitely, definitely worthwhile. Yeah, I haven't taken the, the Pentagon 9-11 tour, but I've taken some in New York and it's just really powerful, even though it's been so many years since 9-11 happened, but just being able to be there and kind of hearing the story from the people that were there or the relatives of the people that were lost, hearing their story is, is so powerful. It really is. So I, I definitely recommend that anybody who has the chance to take that opportunity. I agree. And then kind of stepping back also when you're talking about the Arlington National Cemetery and the, the changing in the guard, mm -hmm. for the people that don't really know what that is, essentially it's uh, remains of, of soldiers that they weren't able to identify and they've created memorials from each of the different wars to represent those soldiers and to honor them. And they have guards that, that stand by those remains 24 hours a day, no matter what the weather is, no matter how hot or how rainy or snowy or anything like that. They're always guarding those remains. And uh, the changing of the guard is a, a really beautiful ceremony. Sorry, maybe you can actually explain it better than I can. No, I think what you said is spot on. And I think the only thing that I would add is that so far, the places that I've described are very much the government and military type sites. And we would just remind visitors that this is hallowed ground when you're at Arlington National Cemetery. And so it's the kind of places where you're going to want to be very respectful in your behavior, You know, sort of all of these places that I've mentioned so far. Now, we have a lot of other places where you can take the kids and run around and cut loose. Uh, but when you're at some of these sites, you just want to remember the reason that those sites are there and uh, behave accordingly. For sure, for sure. And then most of these places we've discussed so far, they're actually free for people to come and visit, correct? Yes. So that is one of the great things about this area. Uh, none of those things that I have just mentioned has uh, any charge associated with it at all, except the transit stuff <laughs> from earlier. But for these sites, no, it's all open to the public and it's all free. 
Okay. And then, but uh, one that actually does charge, the, something is relatively new, is the observation deck. Yes. So this just opened and it's proving to be a very popular site. There's something called the CEB Tower Observation Deck. And it's sort of up on a hill here in Arlington and it gives outstanding views of Washington, D.C. and the National Mall. So there is a fee to get into that. But if you are visiting friends here in Arlington, make sure you bring them with you because Arlington residents get in for free. So everybody listening, make sure you follow Kathy and become friends with her. So that way when you come come to visit Arlington, maybe she'll hook you up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, okay. So when people are coming, obviously there's so many different things to do. And we're going to have a lot more of these in the show notes. Uh, But we want to talk about when you're thinking of of where to stay when you come to visit Arlington, is there certain parts of the city that, that they should focus on versus others? Anywhere that you stay in Arlington, I think is going to be nice, but the highest concentration of hotels are in the Pentagon City and Crystal City area. Now, you might see diff- the names of those changing a little bit. We just became the rec- site of Amazon's second headquarters. And their new buildings for their second headquarters are going into Pentagon City and Crystal City. So they're rebranding that area a little bit as National Landing. Okay. So if you start doing Google searches and find things in National Landing, that is the same area. But this general area of Arlington has or had at last count about 27 hotels. So most people who are coming to Arlington and actually a lot of people who are visiting DC as well stay in that Crystal City, Pentagon City area. Okay. And we have all of the chains that you can think of for people who like to travel on miles and points. We've got your Hiltons and your Marriott's and your IHG's and Hyatt's. There's also in Pentagon City a Ritz-Carlton, which I think a lot of people traveling might not search for because they would think that it's out of budget, there can actually often be good deals at this one in particular. So often for 20 or $30 more, you can stay at the Ritz and have a really nice experience. (laughs) But you know, it depends on the season as well. But I just mentioned it in case you want to look to upgrade your experience a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Because a lot lot of times we are just kind of trained to find the lowest cost one and book that one, right? But sometimes spending just a few more dollars can actually more than pay for itself in the, in the amenities you receive or the, the level of service that you get. Exactly. And even if you don't stay at the Ritz, you can make a reservation to go and have the Sunday tea there if you're traveling uh, with people who would be interested in that. It's a really nice experience. Oh, cool. Okay. So speaking of uh, like tea and food and, and things of that nature, uh, what are some of like your favorite places to eat in Arlington? So this is hard to narrow down because there are a lot of really great restaurants. One that is just a few blocks away from me that I love is called Haleo. It's one of the restaurants by Jose Andres, who's a fairly famous chef now at this point. He runs the World Central Kitchen. So if you saw a charity that was feeding people in Puerto Rico, that got a lot of press for feeding people in Puerto Rico after the hurricane, that was World Central Kitchen. And that's Jose Andres. So we love to support his restaurants. They're fantastic. He has one here in Arlington, like I said, called Haleo. And then some of my other picks are a little bit more offbeat. There is a fantastic Chinese restaurant in a strip mall. And rarely do you think, oh, let me find myself a great restaurant in a strip mall. (laughs) But (laughs) this place called Peter Chang's is really outstanding. It's a little far away from where the hotels are. And when I say far away, Arlington is fairly small. So far away is, you know, 10 minutes. Okay. But... You know, you're not going to walk to it from your hotel, but a very short lift ride will get you there. And it's really outstanding food. Um, we have a chain here. of It's a local chain of about five restaurants called Lebanese Taverna. If you like Lebanese food or Middle Eastern food at all, that is 
wonderful. And uh, their chicken fatta is one of my comfort foods for sure. What is uh, what is that? Oh, let's see. So it's chicken in a yogurt sauce with pomegranate seeds and chickpeas and some pita crisps. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, because uh, my wife loves Lebanese food and and all the Middle Eastern types of food. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to check that one out. What are some of your other favorites? Oh, goodness. For food, it's changing all the time. We have a nearby area. This technically isn't Arlington, but it's just over the boundary to East Falls Church. There's an area called Eden Gardens, and it is basically a little Vietnam. And you go there, and pretty much any restaurant you walk into there is going to be outstanding. And I love Vietnamese food. So that is a really fun place to go as well. Nice. Say we got a good meal, and now we're there on a Friday or Saturday night. Are there some cool places to go and like for an after-dinner drink or to go out dancing, things like that? So the bar scene in Arlington is in the Clarendon Courthouse corridor more. So that is a little to the north and west of the main hotel district. But that area, you're also going to find a lot of good restaurants. That's where you're going to get have most of the bars. And so one of the very popular ones up there would be Liberty Tavern. Um, another great place to go for drinks is Busboys and Poets. That's in the Sherlington neighborhood. That's just kind of a, a funky place with very interesting people. <laughs> so interesting is obviously a word that we use whenever we don't want to use the other words, right? No, no, I, no, I, no. <laughs> I don't mean interesting in a bad way at all. In fact, that's one of the great things about Arlington is that people are really interesting. You know, this is a very educated part of the country. People do really cool things. And, you, you know, you'll go somewhere and just start chatting somebody up and realize that, oh, they're a foreign diplomat or they're an assistant cabinet secretary or they're a general who just did this. So, you know, interesting is, is very positive here. People, there's a lot of very cool people doing very cool things. Yeah, I guess uh, to your point is that maybe some of them are, are pretty high ranking in, in their field but they may be just a normal person just hanging out, having a beer uh, or having a drink with a friend and, and you wouldn't be able to know the difference between it. Exactly. So that's really cool. All right, let's see. So we have uh, we have a lot of other things in the show notes here, but we only have a minute or two left before we get into the final countdown. So is there anything else you want to tell us about, about Arlington that people really should know? I would recommend that people who come here also go to Gravelly Point, which is a park right outside of Reagan National Airport. It's a great place to have a picnic. It's a great place to let the kids run around. And the fun thing about it is that the airport is right at the end of the runway for the airport. So as you're sitting there, the planes will either be taking off or landing right over your head about every two minutes. And kids and adults love it. The bike paths run through there. We have a lot of a whole bike trail system here and everybody stops and watches the planes nice yeah so for all the av geeks out there that's the place to go to get, <laughs> yes. uh, bring your camera and you get some excellent shots so thank you for telling us everything about arlington so now it's time for the final countdown if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited arlington where should they go and what should they eat so I'm going to stick with my offbeat choice and go with Peter Chang's. I would recommend they have this amazing appetizer called Grandma's Noodles. They have a little bit of a spicy kick to them. It's a very simple dish, but they are just wonderful. Nice. And so you live there now for better part of a couple decades. What would you say is one of your most memorable stories of living in Arlington? I would say the most memorable would have to be living here on 9-11. 
you know, the, the men and women who work at my local fire station in my neighborhood were the very first people to respond to the Pentagon. You know, these are the people who give my Cub Scouts fire station tours. They're the people who show up at our elementary school and do fire safety drills and let the kids climb all over the trucks. And so they're part of the community and we know them and they were the very first people there. And, you know, it was just an event that hit very hard everybody who lived here. There's actually a book by an author named Patrick Creed called Firefight Inside the Pentagon, and it's an almost minute-to-minute account of what happened. And when I read it, you know, even I living here and having been here through that experience didn't realize all of the different things that had happened and what was involved. So it's a sad thing to think about, and I don't want to bring down the show, but I mentioned it just because the people who live here and who helped and did so much on 9-11, they're just really extraordinary people. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, I, we respect anything that they're that they're doing in in relation to that. And unfortunately, some of them probably didn't come back, and or <laughs> some of them have some, some memories that they'll never forget from being right there when everything happened. Hearing about that book, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to order that book. It's interesting being able to see things from a firsthand perspective. It is. It's really it's an excellent read. We formed certain opinions over the years from all the different things that we've witnessed personally or that we've watched on TV or that we've read and being able to hear that firsthand account will probably help kind of shift those opinions a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, all right, kind of weird transition, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it, let's up. Bring it okay. up a little bit. Uh, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Arlington? All right. So as I mentioned, most of the bars are in that Clarendon courthouse corridor. And I would say I'm going to mention Liberty Tavern just because that's a place where I think every single person who lives here has been to a happy hour at Liberty Tavern at some point. <laughs> Nice, nice. One thing I've always always noticed that whenever we travel, there are different uh, rules on liquor and drinking and things like that. Do, is there a good happy hour at a certain time or do the bars close at a, a specific time, like one or two o'clock in the morning? Uh, how does that work? Gosh, you know, I am so rarely still out at two o'clock in the morning that I can't get <laughs> the definitive shutdown time, but I don't, I don't think you're going to run into a problem. We have a pretty active nightlife nice. in, the, in the bar area. Yeah, I'm... I'm after I've had a couple of kids, well, my wife has had them, but uh, you know, I, I, I contributed to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really go out to two o'clock in the morning myself, so so I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so whenever we travel, one of the things I always like to do is sample some of the local pizzas. So where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in, in Arlington? So I'm going to say that that would be Pupatella, and they do Neapolitan-style thin crust pizza from a wood fire oven, and they are really good. And it is a very small, compact place. When you walk in, you're not going to see seats, but by the time your pizza's ready, there'll probably be a seat. They do let you do takeout as well, so you can also order ahead and pick up, but I think that they definitely have the best pizza in Arlington. Awesome. What's your favorite style? Oh, goodness. I like, I forget what they call it there, but I like it with prosciutto and arugula. Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure my wife would rather have your pizza than mine. (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty tired of pepperoni after all these years of being together. So, all right. Well, Kathy, again, thank you for being on the show and sharing all your insights into, into Arlington, Virginia. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do and how they can reach you? All right. Well, I am a professional translator here in Washington, D.C. I work for an international organization. But what I love to do uh, as my passion project is I run a family travel blog. Our website is thetriptakesus.com. That's based on a John Steinbeck 
quote. And basically, we try to help families travel more, travel better, give tips and information. And so I would invite any of your listeners to subscribe if they're interested. We have some contests and giveaways coming up. So if they follow us on social media or subscribe to the blog, they will get that information and uh, we'll try to hook them up with some, some cool things. Right on. Yeah, I know right now that you have a contest where if somebody needs help taking a look at their miles and points, you're going to help them uh, do that, correct? Exactly. So one of the things we do on the blog is try to give frequent flyer mile and points information to newcomers because there's a lot of sites out there that get very technical and I think it's overwhelming for people who are just starting. So this giveaway is basically designed It's a contest. Somebody will win an hour with me where we'll sit down together over Skype and say, you know, where are you interested in traveling? And I can help them craft a strategy of how to easily earn miles and points so that they can reach their desired destination for free or for a significantly reduced cost. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we talk about all these cities in my podcast around the world and around the US and sometimes people want, really want to go, but they just like, well, oh, I don't know if my budget's going to fit it this year. Uh, one of the things that I always use when I travel is using airline miles and hotel points. And I know it's been a, a huge value to our family as far as saving money in our budget. So that way we can travel to all the places we want to go to. Exactly. You know, our family's going to Australia this summer for $300 thanks to miles and points. And so when I get great deals like that, it makes me excited to share that information with other people and help them do the same. Nice. And then uh, being a a professional translator, I'm sure it's easy for you whenever you travel around the world, being able to speak some of the foreign languages. There is a distinct advantage. (laughs) My family only appreciates those skills when we travel. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, okay, well, cool. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best social media handle? Uh, Where do you, where do you hang out the most? I would say probably the best would still be our Facebook page. It's The Trip Takes Us. We're also on Twitter quite a bit. It's at Trip Takes. We're on Instagram. We're on Pinterest. But you can you can find us pretty much everywhere. Okay, perfect. And we're going to have links to all the social media handles for Kathy. And, and so you'll be able to reach out to her any, anywhere she's at and ask your questions. And hopefully you guys will win. Well, Kathy, again, thanks for being on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Great. Thanks so much, Lee. Washington, D.C. is known for its politics, but it's also the home of many rich historical experiences. Best of all, there are so many museums and monuments that are free to visit. It's no wonder why Arlington and D.C. are very popular with the tourists. If you haven't been to the memorials in D.C. and Arlington, you are totally missing out. The changing into the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had. Anna and I both have family members who are military veterans, and we're so proud of their military service. I want to thank Kathy for sharing so much about her town. I can't wait to bring my children to Arlington for them to learn more about our country's history. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Arlington, Virginia. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Arlington. And you can join the conversation in the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming vacations. Join us next time as we return to San Diego, California to talk with David Kelly of DMKThinks.org. He is the general manager of Sumo Group and works remotely in San Diego. David shares where to get the best California burrito and where the first ever YouTube video was recorded. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.